for someone who maybe doesn't feel great about where they are in life at the moment, as long as deep down you know that you can get somewhere, like I think it's important to have that and and you know to convince yourself that like one day it's going to be good, one day you're going to be happy, one day you're going to be wealthy, and and it's just a matter of time. Most definitely. So, what's your schedule like? What's your week to week like nowadays? Bro, I'm very I'm very structured, bro. I'm I'm a very structured person. Uh, like I, I thrive like that. So for me, bro, I. I um, do my training like in the morning and at night for boxing and then uh, as soon as I get back from my morning session then yeah it's like shower straight into work during the daytime then yeah go to training again in the night time come home have dinner play Fortnite, go to bed do it again the next day how long have you been boxing for uh, like not that long like I've only really been I guess like taking it seriously for like a year or so Ah, twice a day. Mm. Twice a day things like recent, pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, the last like few weeks. Yeah. Have you gone to like sparring and stuff yet? Or is it just drills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just sparring, bro. I like all that stuff. I'm I'm a very competitive person, bro. I don't know if you're the same. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Okay. And then tell me about work. Like, are you doing like e-com? What do you do now, Teddy? Yes, I... I'm just doing e-com full time, bro. So um, yeah, just like setting up drop shipping stores, like I've been done doing for the last few years. Um, but then on top of that as well, like because um, like as you know from the uh, like being in the industry, there's like a lot of courses and things like that. But courses like they're good; they can be really good, and some people do really well. But uh, a lot of the time it's like, you know, especially if people are busy or maybe they're not very techy, like it can get pretty overwhelming. So like lately, the lot, or since probably early this year, I've been uh, doing like a done for you thing, which I think we've talked about before, um, where basically rather than someone doing a course, like, you know, I'll go ahead and build the whole business for them with my team. So find the winning product for them based on market research, get the supplier for them. So, you know, for the auto fulfillment, um, have my web guy create like a super high level store, um, got an ad creator to make all their ads. So yeah, everything done dust are ready to go. Um, and I've just found like a lot more success with that um, because people actually have something that's, you know, done to a professional standard from the beginning rather than I guess trying to watch videos and figure it out. That's pretty sick. How long have you been in e-com? Like, did you pivot instantly? Because I remember seeing you in Love Island like two to three years ago. Were you doing e-com at that time? How did you get into e-com? Yeah, bro. I mean, I actually tried. The first time I ever attempted it was like maybe eight years ago. Wow. So like, which was like three, four years even before Love Island. And uh, it did not go well, bro. Like, I, <laughs> like I, I did a private label brand, which was like gym, gym wear, like gym clothing. And uh, yeah, it just did not go well, bro. I had no idea what I was doing. And, and uh, yeah, just ended up spending money on ads and <laughs> not making much back. Um, so that was a bit of a fail, but good experience. And then, yeah, like after that, bro, like, um, you know, for a couple of years prior to Love Island, I was working in finance um which was just in an office and yeah I, I just hated it bro like i i only did finance because my dad does finance 
So, you know, it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do with my life. Or, this is what my dad does. Like, let me have a go at this. And, um, you know, I was kind of good at it, but yeah, it just didn't really make me happy. And, and I'd always had an interest, I guess, in like, um, like around the time that I went to Love Island, like I was really trying to work out like, okay, cool. Like, what do you actually want in your life? Like, what are the things that you want to have in your life? And, you know, one of the the big things on there is like, I wanted like freedom, like I, I wanted either, you know, location freedom, time freedom, and these kinds of things. So um, yeah, that's when I started looking into e-com and, and uh, yeah, met a guy called Eli Dangerfield, who you probably know, who's uh, literally my best friend in the whole wide world now. But um, you know, he first started started me off teaching me how to do e-com and drop shipping, and uh, yeah, and it, it snowballed from there, bro. That's pretty cool. Did you meet Eli before or after Love Island? After, after. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask. So, like, at the moment, are you sort of full time e-com, or do you still do like sort of influencer stuff, sort of do sponsored posts? What's like the split at the moment? Yeah, I, I don't do any uh, sponsored po posts or anything like that. Um, I did though. I did some of that in like 2018 when I like first came off Love Island. Um, just because when you come off a show like that, you know, you you have an opportunity to to make some money uh, easily. You know what I mean? It might not be a lot of money, but like you know, if a brand's like, "Oh, we'll give you a thousand dollars to post this," you know, you, you're like, "All right, okay, let's go." So. You know, I did some of that, but I think like after a few months, I was just sort of like, uh, like I, I don't really want to be doing this. Like I don't, I don't want my Instagram page and like my personality online to be like a, a, a something that people can just buy, like companies can just buy my face and, and, you know, a piece of that. And then I just have to promote. So I, I would, I don't do any influencer stuff. I probably wouldn't really um you know if i promote something like you know for example i've been promoting uh the, this jewelry brand utopia palms right but the only reason i promote that is because eli owns it and uh you know that's my boy so and i didn't get any money i paid for it all i bought the jewelry off the website without telling him and then i'll post about it but that's not a financial thing that's just like you know that's what you do for your homie you know that's pretty sick. What type of finance were you doing when you were working in finance? I was doing car finance predominantly. So like, yeah, car loans and things like that. I did some equipment stuff too. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a very grown up, boring job, bro. Yeah, I think that's something that definitely is like surprising to me. Because like when you watch Love Island, you think it's just a bunch of sort of people that go to the gym all day and then they sort of work in like... I don't know, like some like, I don't know, like shipment company or something carrying stuff. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like you're in like you're doing e-com, you work in finance and you're pretty like entrepreneurial and you had your own clothing brand. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I guess like um, for me, like I haven't necessarily been good at everything that I've done, but like I guess for me, my, my principle with it, everything is I try really hard. <laughs> Like if, you know, I guess like that's my skill. I'm not really maybe naturally smarter than everyone else or anything like that. Um, I think like my strong point is like, I, you know, I, I'm good at trying 
you know like when i when i start something like i actually really really have a crack and not everything i've done's worked out but um you know that's part of life bro you know what it's like in business yourself like you know some projects you start go amazing and then other ones you just kind of eat shit and it's yeah it is what it is <laughs> so how do you how long how recently have you been doing sort of the done for you the coaching um how long have you been in that space um teddy yeah so the with the done for you that was uh like literally only started this year so i think february this year um and i wasn't really sure whether it was like i knew it would be something that people want but obviously it's a lot more expensive and i wasn't sure like if people would be you know willing to i guess like invest that amount of money but i think people look at it and go okay cool like if i want to get the same results as xyz person like if i can have my business built by the same team that builds theirs like i'm going to get the same results so um yeah i've been really happy with the results bro and and obviously for us being able to do everything right uh you know from the beginning like that means rather than people taking 6 months to get results like you know it's 2 3 days you know before they start making like you know consistent sales and and start being able to sort of yeah scale up from there. So yeah, I think it's what I'm going to continue to do for a while now just cuz a lot of people want it um and you know, I've got a really awesome team and the results have been awesome so far. So yeah, I'm definitely going to keep uh continuing on with that for sure. Interesting. And at the moment, where's like the best way you get clients? Where do you find people that are interested? Is it just through all your IG? IG bro yeah honestly like um you know i've literally just put up some uh some instagram stories just seeing hey who's interested um i guess a lot of people follow me from the ecom space like you know i do have a lot of followers from love island and things like that but uh yeah you'd be surprised how many people follow me like for business stuff or like you know these kinds of things so um yeah bro it's literally just from instagram interesting and Do you ever feel like the audience gets exhausted for example like my YouTube channel? I remember like as I was growing the YouTube channel I was sort of promoting either my programs or my sort of one-on-one coaching. And after maybe 6 to 12 months, like the first 6 to 12 months it was amazing. So many people wanted to join. They just found me, they watched my videos and they were hot and ready. But then after like 12 months, it felt like the audience was exhausted. It felt like I was posting about like hey here's an opportunity but less people were interested because the want people who were already joined. Is that something you feel? Yeah. To to me like I yeah, I totally understand that. Um for me I think I've taken like big periods of like not posting anything business related. Like pretty much all of last year I didn't post like any e-com related or business stuff like, you know, for 8 or 9 months. and i sort of have felt like that before as like hey like you know obviously i love talking about business stuff and i love posting about that stuff but i'm like is that what people want to see you know like i, I don't want to uh just be posting stuff to my audience that they're not interested in you know i want everyone that follows me to sort of get the content that they followed me for um but one thing i've noticed recently is like you know if i do a q and a for example like 50 60% of the questions will be e-com related. So, um 
yeah, I mean, maybe there was a time where I was posting about it too much, like a, a couple of years back, but I think now it's the opposite. I think I actually need to increase my business and e-com related content because yeah, it actually gets like the most views, crazy. Interesting, what's your biggest tip on how to grow and get more followers that are not just like random followers, but people that are interested in e-com? Yeah, I think these days, bro, like Instagram is hard to grow on. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it, it really is. Like, you know, for me personally, like posting just IG pics, like just pretty IG pics, <laughs> that used to grow my account a lot back in the day, like back a few years ago. Like if I had banger photos, like I'd be growing, you know, like you know, a few hundred followers or a thousand followers a week um, versus now, it's not like that, you know, people are, are less interested in that kind of stuff. Um, for me, I think that, I mean, either A, running ads um, to your page, like if you're like someone like myself or or you that has like something to offer people, like a product or a service, I think, um, you know, like running ads is, is a good way for Instagram. But I think TikTok is the emerging way, bro, you know, like, my, my girlfriend grows a couple thousand Instagram followers a week, you know, because of her TikTok account, because she'll post a TikTok that'll get two and a half million views and then her IG will go up. So even though I'm not on TikTok yet, uh, my advice to someone in 2022 is, yeah, like TikTok, because that's the easiest growth, uh, the easiest growth. Like, what's the best way to convert, like, a customer on TikTok or Instagram? Like, I get it. Someone would go to your page. They'll see all the cool stuff you do. They're a bit intrigued. They'll be like, hey, like, what do you do? Like, how, how can I sort of have the same lifestyle as you? And then how do you go from that to selling them, like, a, I don't know, a $3,000 sort of coaching program where you sort of help them with their problems? Like, how do you gain that trust? What's the best way to build that trust? Yeah, I think like speaking with people directly, whether it's like, you know, DM, whether it's uh, on the phone, whether it's things like that, I think um, people can sort of tell what your intentions are. Like if your intention is genuinely that you really want to help people and you post something up and then people inquire and then you talk to them one on one and see if it's a good fit, like you'll get way more people because they're like, okay, this is genuine. I feel happy with this guy. Like, um, I think, you know, if you're just posting up like a link with a checkout page, hey, buy this, <laughs> I think people are like, well, you're just trying to get my money. So I, I think at the end of the day, like the better rapport you can, and this goes for any industry, bro, you know, the better rapport that you can have with people, the more genuine you are, the more leading with value you are, um, you know, the better results you're going to get. Interesting. What's your biggest tip for people when it comes to like sales? Like, let's say you sort of put up a post, like, because I think a lot of our audience are consultants, people who want to sort of sell. We have a lot of coaches on my YouTube channel. If someone puts up a post like, hey, if someone's interested, send me a DM. They get like hundreds of DMs. How do you like get people like you're going to tell people, hey, here's a price. Let me see if I can help you. you. Jump on a call with them. A lot of people are going to be like, hey, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. What's your best solution for those objections? I think like, um, you know, and I, I do this myself, right? Like, you know, let's say uh, I'm at like a car dealership or I'm, you know, at like, you know, buying something expensive, right? You, we, we 
no one ever needs to think about it. Like, what do you go? If I said to you right now, like, oh, Andy, your your program sounds great, but I need to think about it. I'm not going to go sit on my couch and sit like this and think <laughs> like that's not going to happen, right? Like I think about it, I need to think about it is just a uh, reflex response that uh, people say when they're uncertain of things. So you can buy yourself more time, you know, like, um, you know, if you're buying a car, like and the guy's, you know, trying to push you and, and, and <laughs> you know, you say, I need to think about it so you can get out of there and have the pressure off. So um, I think in a situation, if someone says they need to think about it, like, uh, you know, you just need to ask them, hey, like, what specifically do you need to think about? Um, because if they're saying I need to think about it, what they're really saying is I'm unsure. Like, I'm unsure about what you have to offer. And, uh, you know, I, I need more reassurance or I need some questions answered. Because if you just say, yeah, go think about it and call me tomorrow, how often are they going to call you tomorrow, Andy? <laughs> Never. Like it's like one. Never, never. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, just finding out like, okay, where am I falling down? What are people not sure of with me? And how can I like answer their question the best as, as I possibly can? And sometimes it won't be a good fit. You know, like my goal has never been to sell to everyone. Like, you know, if I'm doing these, uh, these pre-made businesses, I don't want everyone to buy them because they're not right for everyone. You know, we want to, I think that selling is a, a process of filtering out the people that it's good for and getting, you know, out the people that it's bad for. So, yeah. Interesting. How many, how often are you sort of bringing people from like a DM conversation onto a phone call or onto a discovery call? Are you sort of doing that with everyone or do some people you just stay on DMs? Um, I mean, I guess to me, like the, with, with my services, it's sort of a side thing. Like it's not, you know, like I have the other businesses which make most of my money. So for me personally, it's just like an extra thing I like to do because I have the team and resources. So I'm not there all the time. Um, and I can obviously only build so many at a time um, with my team. Like we can't build a hundred businesses. Um, it would be nice, but we just can't. But but for someone else, like, uh, you know, if they if you were really trying to set up like a coaching business or something like that. Yeah, I think you, you, you know, you got to be talking to people all the time um, and, you know, like booking in phone calls, you know, messaging people back and forth on DM, like building that rapport is super important. That's super cool. Yeah. Like you, you how did you learn about sales? Because like your answer is like definitely like the correct answer. You definitely know sort of you know, looking for people who are the right fit. Um, really, when people say they're thinking about it, rather than just let them think about it, you want to ask, like, is there something you need to think about? Is there a problem you solve? So you know your shit when it comes to sales. How did you learn sales, Teddy? Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, my first job when I was 16 out of school was uh, telemarketing. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I did like a couple of years just on the phone, like just, you know, calling 100 people a day. I was working for Telstra. <laughs> and uh, I was selling mobile phone plans and things like that. Um, and I guess like, uh, you know, I've read books about it and got interested because sometimes you might have the perfect fit for someone. But if you don't understand how to communicate, then you miss out on a sale and that person miss out on what they actually want. Like, you know, like again, like buying my girlfriend's car like a few weeks ago, right? Like. She, she's got a, a Volkswagen Polo, okay? So we found a dealership that had the exact car she wanted. Like she wants, she wanted that car, that model, uh, that 
color, uh, color that year, like everything. Like it was literally exactly what she wanted. It was a good price. And like, we pretty much went in there with the intention to buy it. Like, we're like, okay, we want to buy it. And she, you know what girls are like, bro? Like, oh, I want it today. Like she was excited. And so we go in there, perfect car. And then the guy that serves us, like the salesman is just shit, bro. Like he's just terrible communicator. Um, you know, he was just made us feel like we were wasting his time sort of thing. Like, you know, and it was just a, it was just weird. I got bad energy. And then after we drove the car, like, and you know, she liked the car, but we didn't really like the sales guy. He just said, he was like, oh, his pitch to close us was, so do you want to do the paperwork now? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, well, I kind of like, we want the car, but I don't really feel comfortable with you. And I didn't say that to him, but that's how I felt. And then, so I said, of course, oh, well, we want to think about it. And rather than asking me what I need to think about, he said, oh, well, the price of the car is going up tomorrow. So, you know, <laughs> you're going to miss out. And I was like, okay like you know rather than asking me what i'm unsure about like you know you're just trying to pressure me and i don't i don't like that so uh and then we we're like okay now nah, we'll call you tomorrow we want to think about it and then he just went okay and then just looked at his laptop and just didn't walk us out didn't say goodbye anything right now he would all he had to do to sell that car was to not be idiot right like <laughs> it was uh, it was the exact car that we wanted yeah he literally it was like here's a sale on a silver platter just don't pick it up and it up right <sighs> we drove literally down the road to another dealership where they had another car and we bought it straight away like straight away so not not having like people can look at sales and be like oh you if you you're talking someone into something but I don't think it, that it, that it's that's it at all. I think it's like if you have the communication skills and you understand how sales work, like you're not only benefiting yourself, but you're actually benefiting the customer because someone who might be a perfect fit misses out because you were shit at communicating. So you know, I think it's an important skill for people to learn in business. You know, you have you have to have some sort of sales ability, or else you you know your customers are going to miss out on what they want, and you're going to miss out on on providing it for them. Dude, like I'm surprised. Like Teddy, you know your shit. Like I think when people are, like when I people see you on Instagram, um, you know, you sort of look like it's sort of just like the average IG influencer. But like you know your stuff when it comes to consulting, coaching, sales finding the perfect fit, not pressuring people. Like you're like the real deal when it comes to like business. I appreciate you, I appreciate you. So tell me what's, what are the other few things you do when it comes to business? What's like your main thing or what do you enjoy doing or what are you working on? Yeah, I think I just like, you, I, you probably experience this as well because you, you don't work a job anymore, you're a full-time entrepreneur, right? Yeah. like. I feel like when you have a job, it feels like something that you have to do. Like, uh, I have to be in bed, so I have to wake up and I have to go to work and I start at nine, so I have to be there. I think like as an entrepreneur, it's more of like a game. It's more fun. Um, like, you know, if, if you gave me a billion dollars right now, like would I retire and stop doing business? No, I'd get bored, bro. I'll be bored. I'd take a week off, lay on a beach and then I'd be bored 
you know. Um, for me, I need that stimulation. So, um, yeah, I'm always wanting to look for little new projects, things I can do, um, you know, and, and whether it's like, I'll give you an example. So obviously I have my e-com stores um, and then, you know, I build businesses for people now. But bro, at the moment, like I was just on a meeting before this uh, about buying a, uh, a donut shop, <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> a gluten-free donut shop, like just because... Yeah, that's completely out of what I normally do. But I'm like, would that be a cool little project to have on the side, like make some extra money and have an experience? Yeah, I think it would be cool. So, you know, I think any any little projects that I can come up with or be involved in, um, I like to do it. And I think part of that is having a good friend group. Um, you know, I, I, I'm friends with these guys, like your people like Eli and Lester, uh, like Eli Dangerfield, Lester Javalona, like, you know, a whole bunch of other guys who are, you know, in the online space. And when you hang out with, with those type of people, like the conversation is always about business. Like what would be a cool business idea? Um, and I guess that makes it more fun. And, and uh, yeah, I guess business just turns into a game where you just, I guess, yeah, just trying to level up and, and try new things. That's amazing hanging around with all the econ people especially up in the gold coast what do you feel like is like the next trend what are people that are ahead of the curve um thinking about nowadays yeah bro i mean i wish i knew bro i, yeah. <laughs> I wish i knew um you know i try to have my ear to the ground as much as uh, as much as possible um but i i honestly don't know bro i mean i i understand my industries um, you know, in the e-com space. And I sort of know where things are heading with that uh, to a degree. But, you know, last year, for example, when we had this huge NFT outbreak that just seemed to like come out of nowhere and just be huge. Um, you know, before that, uh, we had the, you know, the big crypto shitcoin time and, and everything like that. I, I guess it's just one of those things where um, I don't necessarily know what the next thing is, but my advice to anyone, and, and this is what I'm trying to follow myself, is when you hear about something, like act on it quickly or like learn about it quickly because, you know, we're all in this situation where we go, and I've been in this situation a, a lot of times where I've missed a trend or I've missed an opportunity because I heard about it six months before it blew up. And then I went, oh, that sounds interesting. And then I didn't do anything. So I think, you know, keep your ear to the ground. Um, and when you hear of something, even if it sounds kind of dumb, like NFTs sounded dumb to me when I first heard it, like do your research, start learning about it because, you know, that's the only way to, to I guess, you know, get in on that trend. Like if you look at a surfer, bro, a surfer doesn't start paddling when the wave breaks. You know, the surfer sees the wave from miles away and he starts paddling so that by the time it catches up to him, he's already got momentum. So that's my advice. Beautiful advice. Tell me about the e-com things you're working on now. Is it like a lot of brands, drop shipping, um, niche stores? Tell me about the e-com things you do, Teddy. Yeah, so I, I'm just doing drop shipping, bro. Like, um, you know, I love private label things and and watching Eli have his you know utopia palms <laughs> private brand like I, I I love seeing it and I guess it is tempting in uh, you know to to start up my own private label brand I, I think for me 
Um, part of the reason why I got into the e-com space is, was really for the flexibility. So dropshipping does really suit me. And, you know, obviously not having to deal with any stock or do any fulfillment myself. So, yeah, for me, basically, bro, I've, I've got a team that works for me. Um, you know, I've got people testing products. I've got a uh, ad creator. I've got, um, you know, a, a store builder, all these kinds of things. So that's what I use for myself. Um, and then obviously the same team builds all the businesses for uh, other people um, when they come and purchase a business from me. So. Um, yeah, bro, those are the two main projects that I'm working on um, at the moment. And yeah, I, I really enjoy it, bro. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And what's your biggest tip? Like nowadays, do you find one product stores working better, general stores, Facebook ads, TikTok ads? Yeah, um, I think that I, I don't like general stores at all. Um, like just put, I know people that have had great success with general stores, but me personally, like I, you know, from the testing I've done, it just hasn't been great. And I think just from a logical standpoint, like, you know, if you're if you're selling a certain product, right, and that's what your ad is for, and then they click on to you know, your store and then they see a hundred other products that are unrelated. I think it sort of looks maybe a bit cheap, um, you know, because people are used to seeing store like, you know, for example, things like Wish or, uh, you know, AliExpress, all those kinds of things. And they associate like general stores, I guess, with cheapness. Um, I believe in either one product stores or niche stores. So, you know, between one and four products. Um, you know, because that way, I guess you're narrowing in on a certain niche. People are seeing the product that they want, clicking your store, and they're able to purchase it, um, you know, straight away. So I guess it just cuts down the friction in the process from seeing an ad to buying it for a customer. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely prefer, yeah, between one and four products is the sweet spot for me. Beautiful. What about marketing? What's, what's, what's been working for you when it comes to advertising? Um, e-com products, Facebook, TikTok? Um, I think a bit of both, bro. Um, they're the two platforms that I, I use. I, so Facebook, Instagram being same platform and then um, also TikTok. Um, I feel like Facebook is always going to be a staple just because they gather so much data about people um, so Facebook always hits for me. It is slightly more expensive. Um, you know, I guess like TikTok, you can get your ads in front of more eyes for, for less money. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had certain products that have gone really well on TikTok and bad on Facebook. And I've had other ones that have gone really well on Facebook and bad on TikTok. So I think it's important to whatever product you're doing, like, yeah, making sure you're using at least a couple of different platforms um, and, you know, sort of seeing what works best for that particular product or niche. And with like one product stores, are you sort of like launching a one product store every single week and then finding one that works and maybe one in every 10 of these one products would blow up or are you sort of hitting with every single one product store you launch? Well, I think if you do your due diligence with your research and your testing, like it shouldn't be... Because essentially, if you're just starting a new one product store every week and seeing how it's going it might seem like you're starting new businesses all the time, but essentially you're just testing, right? Like, <laughs> cause you don't know ahead of time. So, um, you know, that's why we like myself and my team, we actually test products ahead of time. Um, 
uh, I won't go into it too deep on here, but um, but yeah, like we test products, we'll spend a little bit of money on, uh, you know, into ad spend to sort of see if something before we go ahead and build out everything. Um, and I do the same for my clients, uh, you know, when they're per purchasing a business from me, um, you know, I would never just pick a random product and go, yeah, this will do. Um, you know, we actually go ahead and, and do our research um, and also test it out first before we go ahead and build like a full business around it. I think it's just, you know, I'm a big believer in like measure twice, cut once. Um, you know, it's better, better to do things that way. That's pretty smart. So you pre-qualify the product, you make sure it sort of works and it gets the right metrics you're looking for. And if it shows promise, then you actually go ahead and put in time to actually launch and build out that one product store. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I guess, what's your plan for the next, I guess, 12 months, Teddy? Well, what's the future looking like? Do you want to sort of double down on what you're currently doing? Um, do you want to get a donut shop? What's the plan over the next few months? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the donut shop would just be more like just a little side thing, you know, like, and, uh, my, my girlfriend would probably take, take care of that mostly. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, bro, I want to double down on what, I, what I'm doing. I'm feeling in a really good, uh, headspace right now. Like, you know, for me, um, you know, I love where I live. I love my routine with, you know, my working, my training, um, you know, like just everything, bro. So I guess for me is, is to continue uh, doing what I'm doing. Um, yeah, much more travel. And, and I guess like the exciting thing for me is, you know, only starting the, the business building this year, like for other people. Um, I think there's a lot more untapped potential with that. And, um, you know, I'm really excited and, and proud of what my team and I can sort of do. So I think probably double down, doubling down on that um, and making it, you know, yeah, just just growing that and making it better so that we can uh, we can pump out these businesses for people. They can get a bunch of results. Then we get a bunch more testimonials, which then brings more people in. And um, yeah, that's that's I guess what I, I'm really working on right now. That's a beautiful flywheel effect. Um, last topic: Has have you always been like really disciplined um, and, and in the right sort of mindset and headspace, or has it been an up and down journey? And tell me about that because I know that's a thing that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. Yeah, 100%, man. I, I, I've never been, uh, sorry, like I should say not 100%. I mean, bro, to be honest, I had zero discipline when I was younger, like, you know, and I had I had my down bad period, bro. Like, you know, I had a period of a few years where my money was bad, my health was bad, my relationships with people were bad, my relationship with myself was bad. Like every possible metric like when i was probably around 21 22 years old like every possible metric you could measure your life in like i wasn't doing great at you know and uh i definitely had that time where it was really hard um but i think adversity is it's not such a bad thing um you know i think going through some adversity having some hard times like you know eating shit for a while <laughs> like you know it either it either breaks you or it makes you and i think for me um you know once i got past that period and i started to go on an upwards trajectory um you know i got more confident i got more disciplined and um you know i'm 29 years old now bro so i'm not i'm not like super young or anything like i'm <laughs> i'm oh becoming God. a man now yeah thank you bro <laughs> 
Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think like it, it's definitely I've come into my own in the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, I'm still getting better and better, but I know that I'm heading in the right path. And um, for anyone who may be for someone who maybe doesn't feel great about where they are in life at the moment, as long as deep down, you know, that you can get somewhere. Like, even when I was like super depressed, bro, I still had this weird, like feeling of like, yeah, but one day I'm going to do really good. Um, I think it's important to have that and, and, you know, to convince yourself that like one day it's going to be good. One day you're going to be happy. One day you're going to be wealthy. And, and it's just a matter of time. Um, and, you know, learning how to, I guess, make a plan and take action. And then you hit one little milestone and then, you know, your confidence grows and grows and grows. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, I'm on an upward trajectory. And, and for anyone who's maybe feeling like they're not where they want to be in life right now, like, you know, just keep on trucking, baby, because you'll get there. I promise you. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I think over like the last year or two, like I've been really working on, on my mindset and really working on finding my perfect formula because like there's been so many ups and downs and as I'm sort of just working and, and realizing all the things that's giving me energy, the things that's taking energy away from me, yeah. the things that seem to happen just before I go through like a slump, the, the ups and downs are sort of getting narrower and narrower and, and it's sort of becoming more sort of... Yeah. Um, consistent and then i finally feel like i do have a formula but i've had to basically give up like a whole year like i spent a whole year just figuring all that out you know in 2019 i spent that whole year like i came back from america i was working in this small startup and i just was in grind phase making as much money as i can drop shipping e-com consulting everything personal brand and then i sort of just over the last two years 2021 2022 I've sort of slowed down all those things just to work on myself. And as a result, financially, everything's gone down. I still have all my employees, so my expenses are still just as high. So I've just been bleeding out the last sort of six to 12 months. But I think taking that five steps backward to really figure myself out, really figure out who I am and be able to sort of sit in my own skin and know the things I like to do, know the things I don't like to do, that will allow me to sprint and just catch up. 100% bro, and, and with that better mindset, like, you know, you're, when when you do start gaining momentum again, it's gonna be in, in the right direction. So yeah, I've definitely had periods like that as well. And, and you, you know, you sit back, being, being busy all the time, uh, isn't necessarily the best way to be. It, it makes us feel like we're doing a lot, um, but, you know, a lot of the time when we're in those really busy phases, even if we're making good money, we might not necessarily be heading in the right direction. So I think like what you've done, bro, is awesome. Like, and I've certainly done this before. Take a bit of time to reflect, uh, work out the exact direction that you want to go. Um, and then, you know, when you get back into that workflow phase, um, you know, you're heading in a better direction. So I think it's important to have that. And, and no one can just constantly just be like grind, 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 grind for years at a time. Um, maybe some people can, I don't necessarily think it's the best thing for you. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, ebbs and flows are, uh, a part of life, you know? Yeah. And talking about being busy, that's something I think I realized, like I, I clocked it maybe the end of 2022, oh no, 2020. And I was like, holy shit, I'm grinding, my calendar's booked out. 
I have like two or three things running at the same time. And those days where I just wake up exhausted and not motivated, and I would have to go ahead and shop to these meetings, shop to these calls. And I was like, I just built myself a nine to five. And that's sort of where I had to change. And, and it's, it's hard when you're on it, you can't really stop because your expenses are up, you've hired people, you have that momentum and you can't really stop. And a lot of people, they just stay at it until they burn out. Um, or they sort of stay at it and then, I don't know, I feel like something bad happens if you just stay on that weird sort of hamster wheel that you built for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, bro. And, and, you know, like health is important. Relaxation's important. Like, you know, social stuff is important. Like I see so much online, like with these motivators of like, you know, like, oh, how do you sleep eight hours a day and still think you're working and like, you know, all that kind of shit. And I'm like, it's cool to have that mindset of like, yeah, grind don't stop. And, and I think that, you know, we need that to some point, but the human body and and you know even our brains our minds like we need certain things like there has to be balance in life because the only way that uh longevity happens is with some sort of balance you know like um and i think like if you're sleeping four hours a day and working for 20 hours and you're not working you're not working out you're not getting enough sleep you're neglecting your nutrition you're not having enough water these kinds of things it's only a matter of time before you you know end up in hospital or end up overweight or end up you know with these health issues and you know recovering from those is going to destroy your work anyway so i think you know if you can find a good balance where you know you're working out every day you're eating pretty good you're sleeping you know seven eight hours a night um yeah you might not be getting as much done per day as someone who's grinding 20 hours but if you have a good balance, you can do this for as long as you want. You can do this for 30 years and be happy and healthy. And, you know, you're going to get end up getting further than someone who just burns himself out, you know. That's so true. Like over the last year, the formula I got now, it's, you know, I sleep like nine hours a day, sometimes even more. Um, I do only five things a day. And it's crazy, like I'm finishing work at like 2, 3 p.m. I'm doing more than I did before. I'm going on streaks, so I'm working like 14 days and every day I'm doing five things every day. And usually in the past, I'd grind for three days. I'll be out for four days and I'll be, I'll grind again. It'll be like, I'll, I'll be out. I'll be like out of it for four days. And that's, it was just up, down, up, down. And surprisingly, even my social life has been way better. Like I, I, I have a list of people that I can, you know, hit up and catch up with and have more time and, and energy. And I'm sort of spending less hours, but getting more done. Yeah. And that that's, you know, that's what we want, bro. You know, happier, getting more done. Like, yeah, it's efficiency is key and, and balance is key. So I love that. And also one, one little, uh, Cause I know, and you probably know a lot of people in our industry that don't like to sleep or like they stay up really late or like they drink energy drinks and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's not great. Um, but one little hack that I, that I found, and this is not a brand deal. I, I have no affiliation with this brand, but I use this stuff. It's called dream. This is like a, uh, like a sleepy drink. It's called dream. Yeah. Uh, bro i've been taking this like pretty regularly for like maybe four years 
Um, and yeah, it's like all natural ingredients and, and, uh, like it's an Australian dude that owns the company. And, and basically it's like, you take it like 15 minutes before you want to go to sleep. Um, and you know, I'll drink it, then I'll be in bed watching Netflix. And then after 10 minutes, like my eyes real heavy and then, you know, I turn the TV off and then, you know, have an awesome sleep and wake up seven, eight hours later, like fresh. Um, and, uh, yeah, bro. I mean, I've never, I, I don't even get that shit for free. I pay for that and, uh, you know, not getting paid anything to promote it. It's just something that I use for me personally that like <laughs> has helped my sleep cycle and helped me, uh, I guess like, yeah, like take care of that part of my life so that I know I can have like good, reliable sleep. And yeah, it's just something I use. So if anyone, uh you know is feels like they need some sort of sleep supplement dream by axe laboratories uh that's that's what i use does it help increase your REM and deep sleep as well because i know alcohol and weed sort of knocks you out but then you get less REM if you do that how's yeah. how's dream i don't really know the science of it to be honest but i agree with you like i, I don't really drink alcohol um and especially you don't want to be in a cycle where you need to drink alcohol to get good sleep. I think that's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, CBD is great. I, that's the other thing as well is like, because I don't want to take that dream stuff all the time because I don't want to get too used to it and like reliant on it. Mm. Um, sometimes I take CBD, but I don't know. CBD I like because of the anti-inflammatory effect. Like, you know, if you work out a lot, like mm. it does help with my joints and aches and stuff. But for some, with CBD, I wake up kind of shitty though the next day. Like I wake up a bit like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Only... Yeah. That makes sense. Dude, like I was going through these old files and old videos from like 2019. And I was like, I was filming all these videos at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And I was like, like one, it was cool. I was grinding back then. But like nowadays I sleep at like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. But in the space, in the e-com space, all you see is like Instagram stories, 3 a.m. with the Instagram clock. It's like so, um, that's what's idolized. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think it's like, yeah. you know, it works for some people. I know it does work for some people, but I think there's better ways to do it. So what, what do you think of uh, um, uh, a lot of guys use modafinil? You, what do you think about that? Is that the like the focus drug? It's like, uh, is that like the, I think, I feel like you, you become reliant. I feel like there is, there must be like a come down where you get that initial focus, but then after you off it, you're just like scattered brain, I feel like. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I tried it and yeah, it's like crazy focus for like, you know, 10 hours or something. And then your brain feels like spaghetti after yeah. like, the next day. I and I was like, this isn't for me, but I know a lot of people use it and swear by it. I've been trying to be like really, like over the last two weeks, one to two weeks, I've been really practicing meditation, but like 24 seven, like literally throughout the day. Like I'm like, even now I'm not even do like, I should be like, when you meditate, you sort of really focus on the current task at hand. But as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking of lunch, I'm thinking of this person I need to reply to and it's not good because it's wasted yeah. brain power. And two, you can't worry about things that in the future or the present. So I've been trying to just meditate 
and just do one thing at a time. If I'm talking to someone, focus on that. If I'm planning, focus on that thing. And that has been so helpful, but so tough because I realized that my brain, probably like 80% of the time is thinking about something else. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm the same, bro. It's <laughs> uh, it's definitely a skill. I, I need to probably uh, learn, learn some stuff from you about that because uh, my mind definitely wanders, so. <laughs> My brain is so bad, but it's it's getting better. I've like quit social media. Dude, TikTok, it's insane. Like people nowadays, you you see a video for half a second and that's all you need to do to decide if you want to stay and finish off that video or go to the next one. It's just so bad. Like how, how the hell have we... And YouTube videos, you click on a YouTube video. If the first five seconds isn't interesting, you go on to the next one. Next thing, bro. And TikTok's a black hole. Like I, I don't have TikTok on my phone because like i just will burn 30 minutes just on tiktok just like that and i'm like what the fuck am i doing like it's entertaining like it is like you know shout out to tiktok and like creators on tiktok it's super it's crazy engaging like it's you know so engaging but like yeah it's designed to keep you on the app for as long as it can as many hours per day and uh yeah I, I think it's just not good i feel like it's you know it, it's like with your what you eat right it's like you know you eat good food you feel better like you know we've all had mcdonald's i love mcdonald's but like you eat it and you feel tired you feel shitty after um you know i think something like a TikTok is really it's like fast food for your brain like it provides very short-term entertainment and very short-term stimulation. But then I think like after it, like if you spend an hour on TikTok, do you feel motivated? Do you feel good? Do you feel energetic? No, it, it turns your, it's junk food for your brain, I feel. Um, and it just turns your brain into spaghetti and, and just, yeah, demotivates you. So I try and stay away from that shit. <laughs> you know, what's my metaphor? Reading a book is like, eating just a loaf of bread. It's like so plain, it's boring. And going on TikTok and just getting a bunch of information and golden nuggets, that's just like eating straight sugar. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I like bread though, I <laughs> <laughs> Last thing that I just thought of, one thing I realized, like I, I don't use Instagram too much, but when I was, it's especially in the space we're in, Teddy, we're surrounded by these young e-com kids. Everyone's killing it. You go on your stories and everyone has some cool watch, everyone has some new car. And then you're sitting there in your home, you're grinding and you're like, Fuck, man, like you just feel, I don't know, it's not like insecure, but you feel like shit, like I don't have that car yet. I don't have, I'm not on a holiday trip. I didn't just buy a new watch. I bought my watch six months ago and he just got a new watch. I need to get another watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's good and bad. I think as I've gotten older, like I've learned how to take things differently. Like, you know, I definitely, I have a very big ego, like which I'm, you know, like work, working on, like I'm getting better with managing it. But like, you know, I've always had like a big ego. So I think when I was younger, like if I saw someone that was like, yeah, got a sick car or something like that, like it would, it would make me mad. Like I would be like, that guy um i think it's Im important to feel like that to a degree but it needs to be channeled in a different way 
Um, the, the most uh, common way that people who are emotionally unintelligent uh, deal with that is they get angry at the person or they try and take a moral high ground. So, you know, let's say someone buys a, uh, a Ferrari, right? We all love Ferraris. So you can either look at that guy and be like, that guy. Yeah, he's a wanker. Like, um, you know, oh, he only got that because he's, you know, his business is dodgy, and you know, like, oh, he's probably financed it and all these things. You can either talk shit about it to make yourself feel better, or you can still feel the same anger <laughs> or the same jealousy, but you can spin it in a positive way. Like, you know, I see guys who are doing super well. They have you know, Ferraris and Rolls Royces and a big house. And, um, you know, for, for example, one of my buddies in Melbourne, he has like a Bentley Bentayga new one. He's got a 720S. He's got like every watch. He's got a big house. He's got everything, right? And I look at it and I still feel that jealousy, but I feel it in such a positive way. I feel it in a way of like, all right, cool. Like, you know, that's something for me to work towards. Like, what what is he doing that i'm not doing like you know what rather than trying to discredit what he's done how can i apply his methods to my life and and then get to that level of success so i think like you're especially for guys like we all have ego you know testosterone bro and you know learning how to i guess manage that and channel that into something productive um then you know that that's really important because otherwise you just sit there like those angry people on the internet and go oh this guy like <laughs> and uh you know that if you like that you know you're not going to get anywhere you know that's a perfect way to end it so teddy where can people find more about what you do follow along in your journey learn from you and get help from you instagram is the best spot for me so teddy briggs uh yeah, if you just type in Teddy Briggs, blue tick, um, and you can just, yeah, send me a message, check out my highlights. Um, yeah, hit me on there. That's amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Teddy. Really, really appreciate it. I love your like energy. You're so kind-hearted, authentic. Um, you know, you have, it, it's, I was surprised when you talk about having an ego because you're so nice and kind and, 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 and you have that energy and I enjoy this chat this last 45 minutes i had with you thank you so much me too bro and i'm sorry for rescheduling so many times for the viewers they don't know bro that this is like the fourth time i've rescheduled so <laughs> i appreciate your patience with me bro and uh and i love what you're doing here i think you're providing really good value with this podcast and you know i think like how we talked about before is like tiktok is like fast food um you know or straight sugar um you know versus listening to a podcast like this this is a steak you know this is this is a steak this is nutrients you know this is the protein for your brain so um no nah, thank you for having me on bro i appreciate it freaking love that metaphor um yeah that's another episode of the podcast those who stuck it through this long thank you so much for your time really really appreciate it and i'll see you guys next week with another episode peace